someone on the Lord, Brother Joe and then Pastor Emma, who will be sharing the word of God with you, and then I will come in later to pray with you. And in the studio, I've also walked with Emmanuel, well, uh, maybe you just say hello to the listeners. Yes, hello, good evening, listeners. I'm with a lawyer, Emmanuel Omoit. Stay tuned to the program. Yeah, thank you so much, Emma. I want to introduce Pastor Emma, and then later on, uh, Joe will take over. Maybe you greet the listeners. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, listeners, and welcome to this program. Uh, Brother Joe is here. He's going to do us good by the Spirit of God, so please stay tuned in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brother Joe, you're welcome. Thank you, uh, Rock Mambo, Pastor Almost, and Pastor Emma, for allowing me to share the Word of God with you, brothers and sisters. Um, we will dig deep into some scriptures, a lot of scriptures, so if you have a paper and a pen, have them ready. You won't be able to keep up with us because we have them tabbed. But, uh, uh, it'll be a good idea to write the scriptures down so you can look, go back and look at them. And um, uh, I'd like to say a quick prayer. So, dear Father, um, please, uh, through the Holy Spirit, speak through me, hear for me. And uh, deliver the message that you want to the people to hear, not what I want to, to share with them or teach them, but what you do through the Holy Spirit. Please open all the listeners' eyes, ears, hearts, and mind, and soul to your Word of God and your teaching. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, so uh, one thing I want to share with you when we start here is that if you're a Christian out there and you have the Holy Spirit, God is in you working out your salvation. And so with that, uh, Pastor Emma, what's the first uh, scripture we're going to read? Yeah, the first scripture is in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter number 2 in verse 12 and 13. The Bible says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you what to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen. So at the end of the verse, it tells us that just what I started off with. That it's God inside you working out your salvation for you and uh, with you. But it starts off, it's talking to the church of the Philippians. And apparently they're a very good church because he says that you're always obeying the Lord. He says not even not just when I'm present with you, but when I'm absent and gone. He's getting messages probably from Brother Timothy and uh, Apollos. They're sharing with him that these Christians are still, they're still abiding by the truth and obeying our Lord and Savior's commandments that he leaves us with. So he's very happy, and he's, 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 he's telling them how good they're doing. But so what is a bit surprising, but this should open all of your ears, brothers and sisters, is he, he ends with, but work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, the first step to wisdom in Proverbs, it says, is the fear of the Lord. Never think you're too close or so close to God that you can stray away from His commandments because Jesus is clear. He won't leave us, but if you forsake Him, He'll forsake you. You don't want Him to turn your back on you, brothers and sisters. So continue to be an obedient servant. He knows that we're not perfect. 
knows that you're going to make mistakes. And you ask forgiveness, and they're forgiven. But the difference between a born-again Christian and someone who's not saved is the born-again Christian sins rarely. And the one who's not sinning, or not saved, sins perpetually, continually. All right. Um, Brother Emma. What's the next scripture? Next scripture is the book of Romans, chapter 8. All right, Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, the Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Yes. You see there, that's how he's talking about. And you've got to have the Holy Spirit. And if you have the Holy Spirit, this is where God helps us with our salvation. That he communes, the Holy Spirit is communing with your spirit. And he knows what it needs. And he is groaning to the Lord. So when you pray, you're not praying alone. The Holy Spirit is adding stuff that you need that you don't even know. Sometimes when I pray, a lot of times at the end of my prayer... I will say, and let the Spirit ask for what I don't know what to ask for. Now, I don't need to do that because all Christians that have the Holy Spirit is automatically going to do that. So, be comforted that that comforter is helping you. Now, God is in us and He's working out our salvation. But we have to do our part too, brothers and sisters. It just doesn't, you know, it's like He tells us to. Lock your doors if, uh, to keep a robber from coming in. You're not just going to say, oh, okay, well, I'm a Christian, so nobody's going to rob my house. He expects you to lock your doors. He expects you to walk in the Spirit and obey Him. And the Spirit will help you. All right, what's the next scripture, brother? The next scripture is the book of Galatians, chapter 5, in verse 25. The Bible says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead us. Alright? Let's turn to John 16, 13, brother. John chapter 16, verse 13, the Bible says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. So he's talking about God the Father will speak through the Holy Spirit, which they're all one, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. And they're inside of you, and they're going to guide you and, 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 and direct your, your way. But you've got to let Him. You've got to ask Him for it. You have to thank Him for things. Right. You have to praise Him. When you praise Him, when you have something good happen to you, that's how we bless the Lord, is by praising the Lord. And he, he, he loves it. And then what? He continue to bless you. That's right. But if you just ignore thanking him and always ask him, well, then we got a problem. That's right. So always be thankful. Somebody told me recently, I always thank the Lord before I go into whatever it is I need in my prayer. And I thought, whoa, that's powerful. I like that. Yeah. Well, what's next, brother? Next is Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. The Bible says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. All right, so now, 
I gotta tell you, brothers and sisters, reading the gospel, which is the New Testament, Jesus' word, and all the witnesses that witness him, and it's all written through the Holy Spirit. It's the word of God. The word lust comes up a lot. Now, everybody has their problems. Some people, it's alcohol. Some people, it's drugs. Some people, it's fornication. All right? Maybe some people uh, like to steal. But lust comes up a lot. All right? And so, it's uh, it's something that can keep you out of heaven. And so, you want to follow the Spirit, not the flesh. Okay? Because the Spirit will guide you out of it. That's right. All right, what's next, brother? What's next is Proverbs. Chapter 16 and verse 9. The Bible says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. That's beautiful. God judges the heart and he tests the mind. Alright? And, um, but the Lord will direct your steps if you let him. Now, if we disobey God, he can turn his back on us. And you don't want him to turn your back on you. And there's, a, there's an example of that in Romans chapter 1. So uh, I'm going to have uh, Pastor Emma read Romans chapter 1, 18, no, yeah, 18 through 32. Listen carefully, brothers and sisters. Romans chapter 1 from verse 18. The Bible says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them for since the creation of the world of the world his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and godhead so that they are without excuse. Now, I want to stop there. I wanted to add this to the, the subject that we're studying. Uh, but it's important for any listener who's not a Christian. This passage is telling you, you are without excuse. Right. You see the world, you see the universe, you see everything made. It's obvious that God is there. That's right. And if you're out there thinking there's no God... God says you have no excuse. That's right. When you meet the Lord, you're going to go to hell unless you accept Jesus in your heart, brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you this with love, because I wish, I do not wish my worst enemy to go to hell. That's right. So please listen, both Christians and non-Christians, because it's a good message. All right, go ahead. Brother. Verse 21. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the last of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. All right, so now... What we're looking at here is, these are people that, uh, just like back in Moses' day, if you know the story about the Ten Commandments, when Moses goes up to get the Ten Commandments, he's there for 40 days. It's a long time. That's right. So now the people are telling his brother Aaron, where is this Moses that got us out of here? We want to worship a God. We don't know what happened to him. Let's make a golden calf and worship him. 
when Moses comes down from the hill, he, he breaks the commandments on, on a rock because he's so disgusted with them. They're naked. The original King James says they're naked and women are with women and they're, they're defiling their bodies and they're worshiping this cow. Well, God says he gave them up to it because he's disgusted with them. And thereafter, in the future, people are worshiping this, this uh, fake god named Diana. And they're making an image of her. All Asia, it says. But Paul goes and, and, and brings many of them to, to Christianity. But the ones that don't, God just like turns his back on them and lets them defile their bodies and they become lesbians and homosexuals. All right? So continue. What do you have there? Of the 25th verse, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the right, the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve those who practice them. Yeah. Alright, now in verse 28 it says, God gave them over to it. That's you right. see, he turned his back on them. This is something you don't want to happen. Alright? And uh, now when, when he turns his back on people, and they turn into this like prodigal son, if you will, and especially, and even worse, I mean, vile, when you it's, it, you know, remember Sodom and Gomorrah, all right? They were homosexuals and lesbians. This is an abomination to the Lord. And what does he do to Sodom and Gomorrah? He destroys all of it with fire. And that's how he's going to destroy the earth, with fire. And in this day and age, we have, I don't know what it's like here in Africa, but in America, immorality and, and uh, this type of living is prominent. And if you say anything bad about it, in America, oh, that's not politically correct. Well, the last verse here says, not only are the people that practice this type of behavior are not going to make it to heaven, but he says the people who approve of those. Approve of those. Yes. So you born-again Christians, you need to stand firm. One thing I love about Africa and Uganda, you are proud to say you're a Christian. That's you're right. never denying the Lord. You're proud to say you're born again. And... Uh, and also, you have to remember, there's a scripture that says, bad company corrupts good habits. So make sure you're evenly yoked. Associate with the Christians. 
doesn't want you to associate with the heathens or the people that have fallen away or he's turned his back on because they can cause you to uh, to fall. So make sure, that's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, to attend a genuine church. Right. He wants you to worship him. You know, he worked six days to work to make everything and then he took a day of rest. He wants you to take a rest. And if it can't be Sunday, take another day, go to a Bible study, do something. But Preferably Sunday and attend a genuine Christian church. He wants you to worship. When you sing to the Lord, you got to sing with the Spirit deep inside. It may not sound as good when you sing otherwise, but He wants it deep from the Spirit. In America, many people, they sing with just their lips. They won't stay disciples, okay? They're not really, they're denying the power of Jesus. But in Uganda, it's another thing I love. Every time I visit a church here, most, if not all, of the Christians in that church is singing with the Spirit of God. And that's powerful. That is the power of Jesus. And you want to continue that, brothers and sisters. It's powerful and it's an advantage that you have. And so always continue to, to pray in the Spirit, right? Sing hymns. When you're not at church, you're working in the fields, you're working at work, you're driving to work, whatever. Sing hymns. He tells us to sing hymns in our minds. That's having your mind on the Lord. Okay, at all times, you have the mind on the, your Lord, you're not going to sin. Your mind is not going to think about sins, right? You see, you got to have the mind of Jesus. And the mind of Jesus is to please God and do His will. Now, do His will is, is a large, broad thing. It's obedience. It's showing love to your neighbor. If your neighbor is is uh, sick, you will help him. If he's hungry, you will help him. If he needs clothes, you will help him. Because God says he is love. And if love is in your heart, if Jesus is in your heart, you will do those things. So what's next, brother? What's next is First Peter chapter 1 and verse 13 to 16. The Bible says, Therefore, guard up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you and the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. All right, brothers and sisters, now, this is Jesus talking. You know, he, he wants you to be obedient, okay? I went to a church once in, uh, in America, and the pastor said, next time you sin, just throw grace at it. Just throw grace at it. How about ask forgiveness? How about, Lord, Lord please forgive me and, and help me not to do that again, okay? We are saved by grace. Make no mistake about it, all right? Let no one, that way nobody can brag and say, oh, I'm so perfect and I did this and that, and that's why I'm saved. No, we're all saved because Jesus died for our sins, our penalty. Jesus, we're perfect. He didn't commit sin, yet, yet what? He came and died for our sins, right? So what? Now he wants something out of us. He wants us to pray to him. People don't like to pray. No, he wants us to pray to him. Spend time to pray every day to Him. If you have a Bible, what? He wants you to read His Word. That's how He communicates to us. That's right. So every day, brother and sisters, you need to pray up, and you need to read up, and keep
your heart. Keep the love in your heart. And you will have no problem. You will make it to heaven. Just follow the spirit and not the flesh. Second so, Corinthians. Rather, first Corinthians. Chapter 2 and verse 16. The Bible says, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. So here, the apostle saying he has the mind of Christ. So do we. You have to have the mind of Christ to get in. The mind of Jesus, remember, is to please God and do his will. Now, when Jesus gets baptized and the clouds open up and God the Father, you can they hear him and he says, this is my son whom I am well pleased. Amen. All right. So that is our goal, brothers and sisters. We want to please God. And then when he's about to get crucified, he knows already what he's going to go through. And he's in a real body, brothers and sisters. He came from heaven to come in a real body because it had to be a true sacrifice. A painful sacrifice. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been a real sacrifice. So he knows what he has to go through. So he, he goes up to the mountain. And he, he gets on his knees towards the face, towards the ground. And he prays. And intently, sweat is like bullets, like blood dropping from him. And he says, please, Lord, Father, if, if, if you could take the cup, if it's possible, the cup comes from me, takes it away from me, meaning I'm not going to have to get crucified. Please take it away. But then he says, but not my will. Your will, Father, be done. That's right. You see? So we need to emulate Jesus. We need to be like Jesus, have the mind of Jesus. And that is to please God and do His will. All right, brother, what's next? What's next is the book of Colossians, chapter 3, from verse 1. All right, so now this, this passage is quite long. And so I want to wrap it up there. Uh, we'll be on air tomorrow from 6.30 to 7. I invite all the listeners to uh, come back and hear again. We're going to be on all week long. And... Uh, You'll be enriched. You'll be blessed. And I hope that you come back and listen tomorrow. And now, you know, uh, we always give this opportunity at the end of, of uh, the teaching to pass, uh, pass the mic over to Pastor Amos. And, uh, and hopefully, if there's anyone out there that is, uh, is not saved, or maybe you feel that you, you've, you've left the Lord and the Lord has turned His back on you, or you became the prodigal son, if you will, and got into perpetual sinning again and living the life the way you were before you got saved you need to get back into the kingdom so please brothers and sisters let let pastor almost lead you in a prayer to get you to salvation thank you so much brother joe and pastor emma the message has been very clear listeners at this time we want really to pray with you that jesus christ may come in your heart you may receive salvation because this salvation is for all. God is not willing that any should perish, but his heart desires that all come to repentance. So opportunity is here. You can say, Dear Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for your word. I ask you to come in my heart. May you forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Write my names in the book of life. I open the door of my heart. May you come in. Send the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. 
Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. Listen us. If you've confessed that sin or that or confessed Christ right now, you receive salvation. I just want to pray with you. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for all those who have repeated that prayer. Lord, I pray that salvation has already come in their hearts because you say that whoever will open the door of his heart, Lord, or her heart, he will come in and dwell with that person. Lord, I pray that those who have confessed you and have prayed this prayer, may you come and fill their hearts. Let them experience the new birth, the new salvation that you brought through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listeners, we also want to encourage you to go to a Bible teaching church near you where they will continue to teach you the word.